podcasting from my sex writing cave, where all the smut happens in real life, in my head, or on paper, this is the Smut Lancer Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss writing and creating content about sex and getting paid to do it. I'm your host and fellow Smut Lancer, Kayla Lords. Welcome to episode 16. This week, let's talk about who you're writing for and why. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smut Lancer podcast is produced every Wednesday, and show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. Follow me there or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at thesmutlancer. This week's episode is brought to you by Blueberry, a podcasting hosting solution that makes podcasting affordable and easy. If you're thinking of creating audio content and want a hosting service and plugin that integrates with your website and offers great analytics, check out Blueberry. I use Blueberry for this podcast, the Loving BDSM podcast, and the Masturbation Monday podcast, and it's easy, affordable, and has great tech support. Use the code Kayla Lords, all one word, to get one month free to try it out. Again, that's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com, and use code Kayla Lords for one month free. So no idea is an original idea, and I'm not going to pretend this is an original idea. I was sort of inspired by it um, in a little conversation I got into on Twitter with um, my friend Kara, who was actually talking about feedback and um, whether you expect feedback um, on your blog. And it sort of morphed into the, well, who am I writing for? Am I writing for myself or am I writing for somebody else? And I mentioned in that conversation that my obsession with talking to different people sort of led me to create multiple websites. Um, But it is a question worth exploring. The if you are a writer, and obviously this week's episode is geared towards the writer, it is useful, though, regardless of the type of content you're creating. So you could be making videos, you could be recording podcasts, anything you're doing that's putting something out into the world to be consumed by others. The question you're going to want to ask yourself from time to time, it's not a a one and done kind of thing, is who are you doing this for? There's no one right answer. There's no single answer. Um, Necessarily, there can be. The answer could simply be, I'm doing this for me. This is my personal blog. This is my pet project. This is a thing I care passionately about. Um, And sometimes you may say, well, I'm doing it for this person, this person, oh, and myself. So uh, it's something to think about. It's something that you want to think about over time, especially if you notice that your goals are changing and the things you want to accomplish are changing. Um, It's great for a sort of a gut check and a self check of, okay, who am I doing this for? And why am I doing this? Um, If the answer is ever, because I think I'm supposed to be, that's usually a sign that maybe you're not um, doing what you want to be doing or the things that will will bring you the most um, benefits, whether that's monetary or um, um, sort of passion, you know, projects and things that fulfill you on um, some other level. But it is, it's worth, it's worth talking about. So um, I can obviously speak from my own perspective. Um, That's all we can ever speak from, right? Um, So when we talk about a personal blog, I think if you talk to any sex blogger out there, um, who talks about their own personal life in their sex blog. Like it's not um, something that is meant to be strictly informational. It is something where they talk about their own um, intimacies, right? On some level, they're gonna say that they're writing for themselves. And I think that's 
the first reason we all start writing, whether we're writing blogs or we're writing books. We're writing because we have a story we want to tell and nobody else was telling it, so we're going to tell it, right? And we're doing it for ourselves. We're doing it to please ourselves. We're doing it to prove to ourselves that we can. Um, we're doing it because it's interesting to us. But the initial reason tends to be a very, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but a very self-centered reason. It's about what we want to do. And really that's probably where most of us should start. If your first reason for writing anything is that you're going to make money off of this, or you're gonna get a million readers, or you're gonna have you know, 50,000 followers on Twitter or whatever, some goal you set for yourself, if that's your initial reason for starting, you are bound to be disappointed. Just within moments, you're going to be disappointed. Um, so writing for yourself is never a, a bad reason. KaylaLords.com is where I started. It's where even now it is for me. Um, what I found as time went on um, was that it wasn't just for me. It was also for my reader. And I think most writers um, tend to over the long term, even if you, they don't recognize it initially, we evolve in this way. And what I mean is, is once you realize that people respond to specific things that you write or specific styles that you write in, um, did you get more comments and views on that smutty post about masturbating versus that introspective post about the lint between your toes, right? Well, guess what? There's a good chance that when given a choice in the future, you might go for that smutty post because you know people want to read it. So there comes a point where the answer is no longer I'm just writing for myself, but it becomes, well, I'm writing for both. And in the conversation I had on Twitter, that's what I said. I write primarily for myself, at least on KaylaLords.com. That's my space. It's got my freaking name on it. It better be my space. But I'm also very well aware of what readers like, right? I know in a given week, my most popular post will probably be a Masturbation Monday post, followed by a post that has a picture of my boobs in it. Like, I know that. But I've also learned over the years, and it took a while. This wasn't something I figured out immediately, and this wasn't even a goal I had. I just sort of happened upon it, upon it by accident. When I started writing about my views on BDSM and DS relationships. And when I went from doing what I call navel gazing, where I'm just looking at my own specific life and saying, this is this thing happened to me and this is how I feel about it, which was still, even now, those posts still get read and people still comment on them. And I moved into, hey, I'm extrapolating this thing that happened to me with what I know about people. And I'm writing something for the reader to take in and walk away with some kind of information. At that point, I was writing a thing I cared about, but that content was absolutely designed for the reader, okay? Was it me figuring out how I felt about something or what I thought about something? Yeah. Was it me learning how to talk about these things in a way that was hopefully inclusive and educational and helpful to somebody so that people felt a little less alone? Yeah, and those things are important to me personally, but the content itself was definitely for somebody else. I would never pretend that I would have written that if I thought nobody was going to read it. So over time, what I found was instead of just writing for myself, there came a point where I was very clearly writing for 
the audience or even just a part of the audience. Um, for a while, um, a couple of years ago, eh, 2015, 2016, I did a little series on um, marketing yourself as an erotic writer or a sex blogger. And I need to go get that content off KaylaLords.com and probably move it over to the Smut Lancer or do something with it. Um, but I knew that part of my audience were other sex bloggers. They were erotic authors. They were people who do what I do. They just happen to also read my other content from time to time. And I knew I could talk to them directly and I wanted to, to do that. Um, so obviously I was not doing it just for me. I was not writing just for myself. I was writing for other people. Now, some things are strictly for other people. Case in point, the smutlancer.com, uh, lovingbdsm.net, masturbationmonday.kaylalords.com. I'm not going to lie to you and say I don't receive some benefit from those websites. Of course I do. Um, my, I'm a little bit more widely known, even if people don't know every, all, all of my sites, they might know one of them. Um, I um, am able to do more things professionally because I have these sites. I earn a little bit more money. Like those things, yes, I'm doing those things for me. But those sites, those other three sites, are geared specifically for the reader. Now, I write for myself first and foremost, always, because if I didn't feel like doing it and I didn't wanna be doing it and I didn't find some benefit from doing it, I wouldn't be able to do it. Not long-term anyway. But the information I present is not for me. It's for whoever may find it, consume it, and find value in it, okay? And I don't necessarily recommend going out and starting from scratch whole websites to do this kind of thing. But for me, that's what I needed to do. I needed KaylaLords.com to be a place where I could just express myself. Whether I knew that the audience would probably like that post, like a Masturbation Monday post, or whether it didn't really matter if nobody really read it or not, I needed to have this outlet where I could express myself in a way that I'm most comfortable with, and that form is writing, and that form is publicly, because I've also got an exhibitionist streak in me a mile wide. So um, that's how I have structured it, but you don't have to do that. You can keep it all within one place, and truly, if you like having some symbionts of sanity, I recommend just keeping it to one or two sites. Don't just, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Um, unless you're just really, you really, really love the geekiness of multiple websites. And that is, I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it, but I also recognize it gets a little wild. Um, so those sites are absolutely geared for the, the pe person who's going to read it or listen to it. That's what they're made for. And that's a different way of doing it. Now, just like Kayla Lords is primarily for me, but also for the audience. Those sites are primarily for the audience, but they're also for me, right? So it's things that I find important, things I want to write about, things that I care about. Those two ways are valid. There's a, a combination of both. I'm writing for myself, I'm writing for other people. The ratio is different depending on the site we're at. And then that there's what happens when you become a professional writer, a freelance writer, a writer for hire, a ghost writer, you are no longer writing just for yourself. I recommend trying to work in niches and fields that you care about because writing things that you find very boring 
can become a very tedious life. I have slowly over time let go of some clients for various reasons, but the ones I tend to let go of quicker are the topics I really don't want to write about anymore. Please God, don't make me write about that anymore. In that sense though, I'm not writing for me other than making sure that I don't hate what I'm doing. I'm writing for the client so that the client is happy with what they read. But then there's another level. Now I have to write for somebody else's audience. And it is not as difficult as you might imagine once you get used to it, but it is also not as easy as you might think it is. Because when you're writing for somebody else's audience, you have to channel the voice of that other brand. And many, many, many times, that voice will be completely different than your own. It's not the way you would necessarily write. It's not even just about the topics, it's the style, you know? I know, (laughs) believe me, I know, on my own blogs, I'm very wordy. I'm very complex thoughts, complex sentences. My little SEO Yoast uh, plugin hates me when I when I get that way. It wants shorter sentences, punchier sentences, shorter paragraphs. Like it, it wants a style that's not my natural style. My natural style is when I fight against all the time um, because that's not necessarily great for SEO. That's not necessarily great for, you know, people will read, some people will read my personal writing that's long and complex because they have connected with me. But when you're writing for a client, a business website, people don't have a connection with their content in the same way they have a connection with a blogger's content. So you have to make sure it's really, really readable. So you grab their attention very quickly and you keep them there with decent content. Now, most clients I've worked with have no clue what voice they want. What they want is, what they'll say is we want conversational, we want short sentences, we want you to hit these keywords. And so I can use what I consider kind of a very generic technique with those clients. And quite frankly, those are all my vanilla clients. (laughs) They really just want the information to get out there and they tend to be in industries where not everybody is blogging, not every company like them is blogging. So they're gonna be just fine. Um, But it's not as interesting as when you write for a company that says, this is our voice. Um, We want you to use these kinds of words. We want you to use this kind of tone. We want you to uh, speak about these specific types of topics. Um, I have one client who says, you can occasionally, this is my sex writing clients, you can occasionally say fuck or cock or pussy occasionally, not too often. And then I have another client that's like, you can talk about anything you want to talk about, but you cannot curse. You cannot use that kind of language. Find another way to say it. Now, the cool thing as a writer is that that forces me to stretch those muscles and get creative. Uh, The annoying thing is I'm like, but it really sometimes just is so much easier and quicker and gets the point across nothing does that better than a good fuck like (laughs) drop an f-bomb and you people know what the hell you mean right so they that particular client has very specific guidelines now i have learned over the years when i'm um, talking to a potential client i'm like what what voice are you going for who are who are we talking to because that's the other thing you need to know is who are you primarily writing for who am i creating this content for who am i talking to because that can inform the tone case in point the current client that says please no uh no curse words no profanity no you know 
obvious lewdness, even though it is a sex positive site talking about sex and dating. Um, they that's that's their their brand. Cool. No problem. I can work with that. As we have been working together over the past few months, we've drilled down into the fact that the majority of their audience are guys, guys who use certain kinds of dating sites and they wanna reach those guys, but they wanna do it in a sex positive manner. So I was able to say, okay, so we're gonna teach these uh, dudes not to send dick pics, right? And they went, yes, yes, that's perfect. Let's teach them that. Once I knew in my mind who I was writing for, who I was talking to, the tone changed. They told me very specifically, they like my writing style, they've read my personal blog, they like that voice I use, but Kayla Lord's talking to dude bros is different than Kayla Lord's talking to kinksters or Kayla Lord's talking to sex bloggers. So even though it's a tone I'd use, it's a, a style I might use, it's language I might use, once I know who I'm writing for, the way I write does change. In this case, I just did a blog post the other day um, and it was real short and punchy. It was really to the point. Um, I have learned um, over the years, and it's not universally true because nothing is universally true, but with when I know a readership is primarily male, I get really, really to the point. I don't talk about feelings a lot, even though there's nothing wrong with that, especially for guys. God knows we probably need to talk about our feelings more often with guys. But I'm just something about it, I'm really, really to the point, the same way I would actually have a conversation with a guy. And as somebody who grew up with most of her friends being guys, it's something I'm very comfortable with. So my style changed just a little bit. It's still very clearly me. It's still the way I would say certain things, just in a slight, stylistically it's different. And that's something that I have to do with that client. Now here's where the shift can, can mess you up if you're not used to it. I go from writing in that style for that client and I have to shift over to a different client who that's not what they want. That's not even the topic we're talking about. Now I'm like writing about dentistry and it's slightly technical, but still easy enough for the average patient to kind of know what the hell they're talking about. I've got to sound a little bit like a doctor. That's terrifying by the way. Um, and so I have to make those shifts. That is also just like changing your style and your tone and the voice you use. And I say voice, the, essentially the tone you use in your writing. Just like that's a skill you have to learn and you only learn it by doing it and getting better at it. Making that mental shift from who I'm writing for here versus who I'm writing for there versus who I'm writing for over there is a skill that has to be practiced. You're not good at it immediately. And I actually have learned um, over the past few years to pay attention to my mental energy. Um, I try to group like all of my vanilla stuff together because that's a different mental space that I have to be in versus writing about sex. So if I have client work to do in a day, I'll do like, I'll front load all my vanilla work, get it out of the way. It's a little bit like eating your vegetables so you can get to the good stuff. I'll do all my vanilla work, get all, get that specific, very serious, very conservative kind of tone out of the way. And then I'll go into my sex writing stuff where I can relax a little bit, but I have to think very clearly and carefully about what the specific client wants and what they're looking for. And then what I have found is that my personal blogging, even if it's for the Smut Lancer or Loving BDSM, where I'm not talking about myself necessarily, even though obviously I throw in personal anecdotes, I can speak, really I can, personal anecdotes and stories, it's not for me, it's for you guys, right? 
that's a different mental sh- that's another mental shift but it's like coming home and taking your bra off at the end of the day like i can say what i want to say and i can say it the way i want to say it now doesn't mean that the way i want to say it is the is perfect the first time through that's why there's editing that's why there's drafts that's why i have tried to get better about not hitting publish the minute i finish writing it and i you know check for typos i do that with kaylalords.com that is a stream of consciousness kind of writing i get a thought in my head i use a prompt i do something and i go okay i've got something to write about and i write and i write and i'll read through it and maybe i'll walk away for a little bit and i'll come back and i'll read through it again and i'll check for errors but then i just put it out there imperfections at all um i used to do that with loving bdsm and smut lancer and everywhere else because that's just what i did for my personal blog and then i sort of reminded myself that those sites are not just for me they are primarily for the audience and so i want wanted to make sure it was as clean as possible it was as um easy to understand as possible um, because it's not just me telling a, a, a story about myself where people will forgive you for a lot of mistakes. When you're putting yourself out there as somebody who thinks they know something and you're trying to advise a more general public or audience, um, the expectations are different. So that's another thing to keep in mind when you're deciding who you're writing for. When you're writing for yourself, especially on a personal blog, People recognize that you're writing for yourself. Yeah, they also recognize you want people to read it. And so it needs to be as clean as you can make it. It needs to be something that's easy-ish to read. But you shouldn't freak out over small um, imperfections. You will, if you're like me and you're like several other bloggers I know, but you don't have to. It's not quite as serious. Um, Nothing kills me worse than putting out a blog post for like the Smut Lancer. And I've like, I've gone over it about 20 times. I've saved it as a draft. I've walked away. I've come back. I've walked away. I've come back. I've had somebody else look at it. I've done all these tricks I know for self-editing. And then it goes out in the world and I, I see a typo or somebody points a typo out to me. I'm like, no, I did an article months ago now about why the Twitter shadow ban both matters and doesn't matter. And I have opinions on both sides of that. And it's still now one of my most popular articles on the Smut Lancer, but it had been out there for like an hour. And I went back to look at something or to do something. I don't even remember why I was looking at it. And I found massive typos. I was ready to climb under my desk because that kind of writing, while it's primarily for for you guys. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, that means you care about this topic. And so therefore you're my audience, whether you are prefer to listen or prefer to read, you're who I have in mind when I create any kind of content. But I'm also aware that I'm putting on a professional front. And I don't mean that in some sort of fake way. This is the this is a side of myself. I'm putting myself out there as a professional for other current or future professionals to learn from. And so therefore you want to be seen in a certain light, ideally as a professional. And a shit ton of uh, typos don't really give off that impression to most people. The nice thing is, because most of us are writers, most writers, especially sex bloggers, are very forgiving of that because it happens to all of us. It doesn't make it any easier. So those, even those little things, 
can determine how you handle them depending on who you've decided you're writing for. I I don't like typos in my blog posts. I really don't like it when it gets pointed out. Um, and invariably somebody at some point does point out some typo I've made, especially if it made something not sound right. Like I was typing too fast and I said a word that, you know, means something different than what I meant. And I fucked up the meaning of my whole point. I want to know about them, but I don't love knowing about them because it means I made a mistake, right? I think most of us are like that, but it is definitely something I'm not going to stay up at night thinking about. It's not the thing that when I can't sleep at night, I'm going to go, oh my God, I had that typo on kellelords.com and it was awful. But you know what I will? <laughs> if it's on Loving BDSM or if it's on the Smut Lancer, that, that'll keep me up. I'm like, oh my God, who saw that? Did a potential client see that? Did somebody that I hope thinks I'm offering good information, see that and think I'm a fucking idiot. Oh my God. And yes, I can, that can be a thing that leads me down the anxiety spiral. You know, some of us are like that. So once you know, or figure out or decide one of those three, who you're writing for, the way you feel about your writing can shift because of that. Not completely. I still want to do my best work no matter who I'm writing for. But I can tell you that the pressure that I feel is personally is higher when I'm writing for other people. So there's levels of it for me. I, my personal blog, KaylaLords.com, I'm writing for me. I want it to be good. I want it to be readable. But it doesn't have to be completely perfect. It's stream of consciousness, self-expression. It's fine, right? If it's not perfect, perfect. I want it to be perfect, but it'll be okay. Then the next level are my personal sites that are geared for specific types of audiences, right? Uh, there's a not there's a little bit more pressure. I want to present myself in a positive light. I don't want to look like a fucking idiot. I want to, you know, like I want to be, you know, I want to be seen in some specific light. I'm still going to be who I am, but maybe just slightly more refined, maybe, you know, a little bit better right there. Okay. And then there's writing for a client and not really because when you're writing for a client, you are writing for both the client and their audience. And there for me, as much as I love what I do, that is where there's more pressure on certain levels. In some ways you might think would be more freeing. You don't have to care, except I'm a professional who wants to keep getting hired and I want to maintain the clients I have. So I have to care. I not only have to make the client happy, I have to make the audience, you have to give the audience something they want to read or that they respond to or that they come back for or that shows up in search or whatever the goals are for the client. Because if I can't do that, they'll go find a writer who they think can do that. So there's, it's a different type of pressure. I'm not even gonna say that one is better or worse, it's just different. So when you think about your writing, think about periodically who you're writing for. And there is no one right answer. Ultimately, I think all writing on some level should be for us as individuals, whether it's purely for the love of writing. I'm a freelance writer because I love writing because it's the thing that I want to do every day. Doesn't mean I don't get burned out. Doesn't mean I don't get tired of it. Doesn't mean I don't need a break. But it's what, when I wake up in the morning, I think of all the things I could be doing today. What do I want to do? I want to create content. That's what I want to do. So yes, all writing I do on some small level is for myself. And that's okay. It doesn't make you selfish. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. And selfish isn't necessarily a 
dirty word, by the way. Um, but then think about why else and who else you're writing for and get real with yourself. You know, if you are a sex blogger who says, well, I'm only writing for myself, but you also know that if you write a little bit more smut, you'll get a little bit more attention on your writing. Well, then you're writing for your audience too. It doesn't make you a sellout. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're not a quote, I don't know what this would even mean, but a quote, real blogger. Like it doesn't mean any of that. It means you're aware that you're putting something out into the world that you want some attention on and you are learning from the people who give you feedback and read and you're paying attention to your numbers and you're accommodating them. As long as the core of what you do and the writing you do is true to you, then writing for other people is perfectly fine. And in some cases, it can be very lucrative to mostly write for other people for their benefit on some level. Um, it's called freelance writing, y'all. <laughs> it can definitely be lucrative if that's what you want to do. You are not, there's nothing wrong with you if all you ever want to do is write for yourself. There, there, I hate this expectation that we think is out there or we think should be out there that we think we should take on of what well, everybody else is writing to make money. So clearly I should be doing that too. If it doesn't fulfill you, if it doesn't align with what you want to be doing, if it's not something you want to give up all kinds of fun things you could be doing in order to work on it, if it fills you with dread, if it makes you break out into hives, if it sounds like the worst possible fucking idea you've ever heard, then you know what? It's not for you and that's okay. That doesn't make you any less of a writer because you don't want to write for other people or write to get well-known or some level of fame or fortune or whatever. If all you ever wanna do is just write your little blog and it, even if it becomes a huge blog and a big blog and a popular blog and all you ever wanna do is write for yourself, that is completely valid. But I still think no matter what the answer is, the question is worth asking and over time and every so often it's worth asking again. Sometimes it'll help you refocus your efforts and sometimes it'll show you places where you're ready to grow and do new things. So there's no right or wrong, but just every so often ask yourself the question, who are you writing for? Thanks for listening to the Smut Lancer podcast with me, Kayla Lords. If you like what you just heard, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app and check out the blog, past episodes, and other great info at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow The Smut Lancer on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm at The Smut Lancer in all three places. Feel free to reach out there or by email at Kayla at thesmutlancer.com with questions or topic suggestions. Thanks for listening and let's do this again next week. 